Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 167 of the Augie Here Podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three cantankerous co-hosts. Jonathan. Cold. Uh, weathered Wenzel. You know, weathered, like old. Okay, I get it. He's weathered, he's haggard, he's beaten down by the the brutal forces of life. But I'm stronger than ever. Sure, whatever, bud. Yeah, he's, he's tight and sinewy like a strip of leather. Like Robert De Niro. I don't know if I like that comparison. You don't want to be tight like Robert De Niro? All right. Yeah, tight like he was in um, Kate Beer. I've never seen that. Is that where he's like super fucking jacked? Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's clinging onto the bottom of a car. Yeah. Okay, I'll be that. And he plays a, a fucking terrible person. The character is uh, well, a rapist country bumpkin. Well, now I don't... <laughs> it's not Robert De Niro. He's not that person. I know. This is a character. I know. It's just... Man, what a turn. And you took us there, Wenzel. Yeah, thank you, Wenzel. Sorry. I just didn't want to be old, Robert. I already started over derailed. Sorry. But speaking of old, we'll be talking about, once again, uh, retro anime. And if you remember our first one, that's where we went through anime from our childhoods and talked about these old, old series that got us into anime and that we had this very fond recollection for it. But this iteration of retro anime review, we're doing things a little bit differently. While, yes, we are talking about a selection of old anime, but what we're doing, this is a blind review. So what we did was we found... Several bl- uh, several anime that we just sort of picked out of the blue, uh, just because we thought looked neat or had an interesting synopsis. And, and we uh, we're guessing the story. That's it. It's a blind review where we're guessing what it would be like if we did watch it. Oh, swing and a miss, I guess. Damn. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's two different sets of show notes, and I don't know which one is right. I actually have my own show notes. I had this one written by Tanner. Oh fuck. Oh, I just just came in. Uh, I got show notes from Cody. I just got show notes from my neighbor. I've never talked to this guy. Oh, man. I got show notes from the lizard in the corner. Hi, lizard. Oh, oh I God. just got show notes from Gabby. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a bunch there, of math there are problems. There too many cooks in this kitchen. I got show notes from my dead grandparents. What? It's from the afterlife. Too many cooks spoil a stew. Where do they get our show notes? How do they know we're going to do this? What the fuck? Well, see, Gabby wrote hers in math problems, so i got to figure this shit out. No, the boys up top are not going to like this. I'll spank a boy up top. Don't fuck with me. Whoa! Wait, are you a boy up top? Did you just get spanked? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, we got to move on, please. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear Jonathan moan anymore. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit to where his moan pops up every 60 seconds just in the loop. Oh, God. But anyhow, uh, like we said, we're going through uh, several anime that we just picked because they thought they looked interesting as a blind review. Um, Series we had never seen before, but just wanted to try out. And the first series we're talking about today is Giant Gorg. This was originally uh, airing in 1984. It was one of 26 episodes currently streaming on Retro Crush, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and Crunchyroll. And Giant Gorg is about a young boy named Yutagami, and after the sudden death of his father, he travels to America to see his father's colleague. And together they, they uncover the work that the two did involving a mysterious island that showed up. And one interesting thing about this series, before we get into it, this the uh, director for the show was um, Yoshikazu Yasuhiko, which is widely known as the creator 
the excuse me, the character designer for Mobile Suit Gundam. Now, Cole, you were the one that picked out this show. What drew you to want to watch Giant Gorg, the the the, the Gundam connection? Yeah, it, it wasn't really a Gundam connection because I didn't know that it was uh, the character designer from Mobile Suit Gundam. I noticed it along the way, but uh, the reason I picked it was because I've heard about it for years. Because uh, every time uh, big mech stuff was mentioned, this is like one of the first ones you hear. And uh just wanted to watch it because of big blue mech, and it looked pretty cool from uh, the art. And uh, a bit, a bit of a spoiler alert, uh, Giant Gore, the uh, titular robot, he doesn't actually show up until about halfway through the fourth episode. Are you serious? So there, there's, there's a good bit of uh, intrigue and drama that happens on the way to the giant robot. And I will say... I'm okay with that because I, I personally really, really like this. This is probably my favorite out of the whole batch because I just thought it was pretty fun. Uh, the way that it's set up in New York, it's like New York uh, from Japan's point of view, but it's New York from the 1970s, and it's so dark and depressing and just nasty feeling. It's New York now. Yeah, I mean, New York's got that. As someone who's been to New York, that's, the subway is per- accurately portrayed. It's only piled on. But it's a little bit better because they have big TVs on every building now. True. Yeah. But, God, every like every other frame, there was the word fuck. Yeah. Like the on a wall. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't even pay attention, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see how because it was pretty fucking big every time. It was like, fuck. Because they had like shit and poop and dirt and bang and just like just random English profanities just scrawled on a wall. And like Colt was saying, like this is from like a Japanese perspective of New York at a certain frame of time. I'm sure they actually did some research and went there, but like. I mean, they did research because in the first episode, they're like, here's a New York fun fact. Uh, Charles, was it Darwin that they brought up or was it Dickens? Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, not even fuck. either. Edgar Allan Poe. They just said, here's a fact. Ellen Edgar Allan Poe lived here. Just out of nowhere. That's a snapple fact for it, you. Yeah, it was like, a, it was like the, uh, one of the baddies or whatever was just like, this city is just as disgusting as when Edgar Allan Poe lived here because Edgar Allan Poe lived here, remember? But I, I, I really like this show, too. We can't be remiss without... Op- talking about the opening to this episode because it is a big oof big oof yeah that was one thing i was like i don't know what about this opening but it feels racist i don't know why (laughs) they 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 did a racism to elaborate uh the opening sequence has like this debaucherous party on a boat that is um subsequently interrupted by a giant underwater explosion but what makes it so uncomfortable there is a there is a black character in the party but he's drawn in that very antiquated uh american cartoon style of like dark skin and big pink lips yeah the caricature from like the sambo sort of and which is like this whole other conversation that we we can't get into today but just like the sins of american animation because when you have japan who sort of who has sort of consumed uh, American cartoons from the old days without context, and they have like this is one of the only visual representations and animation that they have of black people, and that sort of and that persists even to today in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like this weird thing because they they don't really have as many black people in Japan to really 
speak up against these things. So like it, it's just one of those sort of animation traits that just has left to continue into the modern day. It's got there. It has gotten better, but like it's it's like I said, it still persists. You'll, you'll still see it from time to time, and it's definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it was very uncomfortable at the start. But it slow it it did not slowly it quickly jumped into progressively got better. So it, it was literally just like a bit character, and then it, it moves on with the rest of the plot, which is the young boy to to Tagami exploring New York City and just being taken for a ride. Because like apparently the the, the, the autonomy of Japanese children is such that uh, they can go unsupervised to another country and just let them stumble around not knowing the language and just and the most. Decrepit, derelict, dirty part of New York City, where like the the doctor he goes to see is like so he lives he lives slovenly in this rundown apartment building. Where apparently, only he and his sister and their great Dane live. And apparently, this doctor uh, entrusted his friend to take care of his child. And the entire journey he takes throughout the city, he's just like, "Wow, this is amazing." <laughs> The whole place looks like shit. Yeah, that's like, like a giant dookie in the fucking road. <laughs> yeah, it looks like shit, and then he gets robbed at one point, and he's still like, wow, this is amazing! America is just wonderland. And the thing is, I don't understand why he even left his bag. Like, you can, you can hold your bag and spray graffiti at the same time. Yeah, you know, from your famous graffiti artist. Like I said, can confirm, New York subways are that gross. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't add like, the sliding puddle of piss that goes up and down on the railroad. Oh, that's the free piss puddle, baby. I like to soak it up with my socks and then put my shoes on. I like to splash some on my face. It really refreshes you up for the... For the day at the office. What you don't know, it's an exfoliant. Like, uh, but to get back to it, uh, with the he's meeting his uh, dad's doctor friend, Doctor. I don't know why. I was so fucking in compared to any other show. I was like paying attention and I was very into it. Like as soon as the uh, wrecking ball starts smashing the building, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? I was hyper focused and i i haven't felt that in a long time and it freaked me the fuck out uh in after the fact but uh the uh it goes with after the wrecking ball is they're suddenly trying to be killed by the villains for some unknown reason because he know the doctor knows too much about the island because there's a, there's an evil um, business or uh, conglomerate known as uh, as they pronounce Guile, but it's it's G A I L or Gale in English, and they, they they have interest on the island, the new astral island that uh, that the boy's father and Doctor Wave, his new and uh, guardian, is sort of interested in, and so obviously there's something there's nothing more afoot. And they're trying to keep the uh, the trio, or excuse me, quartet, from reaching the islands. Because there's, like, many assassins. Like, there's a guy trying to smash up the building with a wrecking ball when they escape that. It's just, it just, they just happen to remember it's Halloween. And when they go through this Halloween parade, like, all these assailants with knives and, like, a guy with a car just tried to kill them by just, like, crazy how, how many people are just after their blood. But, man, that dog was fucking some shit up. Yeah, yeah, that dog was uh, the secret hero. Mm-hmm. 
Also, uh, something else that John and I thought were funny, I don't know if y'all noticed, but they drew the whole dick on the dog. Oh, yeah, they did. They totally did. I mean, good for them. Uh, I guess the Gundam uh, guy loves some. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, okay? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't finish that sentence, uh, Colt. Yeah. Hey, Argos. Nice cock. Jonathan, that's a dog. The Halloween outfits uh, were so cool. They felt like so simple, but so unique because there was uh they were uh dressed up as uh vegetables there was like simple alien monsters as well i just found that whole scene that whole setting it was just so interesting and like i guess eye-catching i i was very engrossed in this i i don't know what the fuck happened to me when i was watching this i don't know i don't remember taking any drugs so something happened when i was watching this it gets really trippy at points like like especially with the Halloween costumes. Let me let me um let me knock you down, Colt. Please don't. I need to stand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I thought you actually had something. Okay. The the robot was cool when you saw it in the, the intro. Robot. The ro the oh. robot the, the robot. I, I know, but like it didn't show up in the actual episode. <laughs> I know. I was thinking episode content wise. No, no, I I understand. They're getting to it. They're getting to the Gorg. But to Colt's point, I will say of of, of all the ones we watched, Gorg is uh, up there for me because I, I was a really big fan of, obviously, the, the, the early 80s style of animation. It, it felt very loose and fluid, how they're just kind of like, even though 80s anime can be very sort of stilted in some areas, they, they, they kind of obviously knew, knew where the budget is being allocated to, like the mm -hmm. sequence where the... Quartet is uh, escaping through the uh, the skywalk and the, the fire escape. I thought that was really well made, especially even after it came crumbling down and them falling out of that. I thought that was well made. Um, and I, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how they you know get to the giant robot because I, I like the idea of you know one of the early entries in the super robot in the sort of genre. And I, you know, I like the, I like the design. I, I think it's funny. And it's like engaging enough, and even if it is fairly simple. And I was like, I'm, I'd be willing to, to to catch back up with it because it seemed like it was just, it was just fun to watch for me. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it's only 26 episodes, and I'm I definitely want to continue watching it because uh, here's a, a probably a hot take. I, I enjoyed this first episode way more than I enjoyed the first episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. I, I think the first like period, the whole. First series of Gundam, uh, or at least what I've seen, which is like, I want to say 15 episodes of it. It was kind of, it was a slog. It was kind of boring. But this, the first episode got me into it, and I was in. I, I don't, I think my baby brain kicked in or something today, but I was really into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Because it, 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 this episode ends on a cliffhanger, because you see the quartet, they, they, they escape all the would-be assassins, but it seems like the attaché to the evil businessman, he corners them in an alley, he uh, pulls his gun, and he... Apparently, this handgun has enough power to blow all four of those fuckers out of the, out of the alleyway over a cliff, which is which I thought funny. Then it cuts to the end. But, it ha but, the, but this show ends with a tagline. It says, uh, stay tuned next week. Same Gorg time, same Gorg channel. I love that so much. You gotta be gorging me right now. This was a fun anime. It was gorgeous. I loved it. It was, uh, I mean, especially, it was an 84 anime. I can't think of anything. I can't think of any anime before the 80s. I just cancel it all out. Astro Boy, what's that? 
Don't talk to me about Astro Boy. He's got machine guns in his butt. But hey, Giant Gorg, I say check it out. Hell yeah. Like, uh, if you like Gundam, I feel like you'll like this. It's definitely for the uh, younger audience. And uh, just check it out. This definitely gets a recommendation for me as well. All right. And moving on to our next series, we have Blue Seed. It, uh, It was originally... Airing in 1994 to 1995, has 26 episodes, and is currently streaming on Retro Crush, Tubi, and Amazon Prime. And Blue Seed is about a young girl named Momoji Fujimiya, who um, lives as a, a shrine priestess in training. And she is certainly uh, like thrown into this destiny plot when Japan is threatened with destruction as monstrous beings uh, reemerge after years of slumber. And then she sort of has, and because of her family heritage, she's sort of at the center of all this. And this whole story is loosely inspired by the Japanese myth of Susano O and Yamato no Orochi. And I wonder, I was very interested to see uh, what you thought about this one, because this is another one of your picks, Colt. Uh, I thought it was uh, interesting at first. It slowly went into hell, in my opinion. Uh, as soon as uh, she suddenly lost her pants and she was just in her panties, I was out. I was checked out. But we'll, the we'll, leading we'll up, get to that. We'll, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. But like the intro was so fun. I really liked it. It felt very atmospheric. And I want I want to say this. It's not just with Blue Seed, but it's also with another anime we have later. Horror anime just doesn't really exist anymore thinking about it like watching blue seed in the next and then another future anime i was actually feeling the horror vibes i was kind of scared at some parts because uh, like if i watched blue seed as a kid this shit would have scarred me because the fucking uh blue ape masked guy in inuasha fucked me up this would have killed me <laughs> this like traumatized for life yeah uh, going off what colt said yeah this is this was poo poo garbage this was my least favorite yeah it it Looked interesting at first, like uh, how the Katie, it's spelled Cade, Katie. Uh, explodes. It's, it, it's weird how, like, because we, because I, I don't know about the rest of y'all, we watched the dub on Amazon Prime, and I'm pretty sure the girl's name is Kaide, but they, they the English voice actor, they probably weren't given a pronunciation guide, so they say Katie. Katie. And. And so, and some of the dub voices were funny. Like one, like there's a lady who works for like the government organization that's kind of in charge of keeping these monsters under wraps. She has this weird husky voice that just that does not match the character. Yeah, she sounds like she has goddamn mesothelioma. <laughs> just like, like, like she's a fairly like young to middle aged type of character, and, and she kind of talks like this. She talks like a, like like an old waitress at like a. 1950s bars like kiss my grits but she has like that kind of intonation like she's just like a heavy smoker how you doing honey <laughs> my name's terry i used to be a smoker <laughs> what can i get you here's some extra bacon on the house more hash brown sugar would you like those smothered and covered <laughs> Mm, I'll smother him for you. Personally. Oh, okay, well, I, I thought she was actually yeah. being nice. Oh, come on. Wait, I'm, you want to sop this up, baby? Yeah, you want to slop my... I'm stopping. Yeah, Um. I to go off what Colt says as well, whenever she lost her uh, her pants or her skirt or whatever, um, and she was just in her panties, I, I just 
tapped out. And we're like, talking about the main character, not the, the main character, mesothelioma woman. That that would have been that that would have been jarring too, just in a different way. I um I tapped out. I was done. I was like, all right. It was mediocre and kind of boring, like after the f- intro, but then it like went to that part. That was when I said, I gotta check Twitter. There's something on there. I think. I only really remember the ending scene where the guy said, I'm going to kill you. And then he just jumps into the forest. Was that the ending? I don't remember. It's all over the place. Yeah, the the weird, like, Inuyasha-type character because um, that gets, like, blade arms at the end for reasons. Because I, I will say, like, I did read up on this show a little bit before we watched, and it kind of just felt like I was reading just a bunch of words. And... Jonathan had mentioned this when we were watching, like, they throw a lot at you, and it doesn't really start to click even at the very end of the episode. It's just, like, a bunch of bullshit they're just thrown at you, and it's just, like, it only makes sense after I read read the thing first, watched the show, then went back to read it. That's that's the only way it all clicked in my head for me. Yeah, because it was about, like, halfway, two-thirds of the way through the episode, and I turned to Pat and was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on, and nor do I really give a shit. And then there's weird bits of CG, like early 90s Oh, CG. yeah, the intro is like this, like, <laughs> Apple II, like, early Polygon intro. We're just, like, zipping around a city, and it's, that's, that's at the very top of the intro, and that's, like, unintentionally funny because it's just how dated it looks. I will I will say this, as I get older... I start to appreciate the like 2D or weird CG they had uh, in like the 90s and stuff like that. I actually really liked the intro. I thought the song was fun. It had a nice aesthetic that I enjoyed. Sure you do, nerd. Yeah, I mean, it's not just this one. Uh, the ones that had intros, I actually liked all of them. Because like... I feel like one of the stronger points for Blue Seed, I do sort. I was sort of vibing with the more horror aspects of it when we got to see it. Like the uh, there's an assailant that comes to attack the main girl. Like he's he's somehow involved with it because he has like these magatama bees, these sort of blue comma shaped uh, objects embedded in his body that cause his body to mutate because he has like cat eyes and four eyebrows apparently. And that when monsters show up, the beads glow, and he gets, like, these flesh blades that shoot out of his arm. And it, it was, like, low-key, like, gross to watch because it, the, he, he's, like, he's in pain the whole time. It juts out of his arm, and you see, like, the cut where it, where the blade came out and just sort of squelches back together. So, like, those aspects, I thought, were, like, were very well done. Just the unclear narrative and... And how it just seems kind of frenetic and all over the place. And then, of course, you know, you have the fan servers at the end. It's just kind of like out of nowhere and just doesn't really have a place. Yeah, because they, they made every attempt to show this poor girl's ass. And like, and like, this, this, like John and I, we agreed when we were watching, like, the second there's like tentacle vines shot out of the trees, like, okay, Something funny is about to happen with those vines. We've seen enough bullshit to know. Yeah, someone's about to get penetrated. That did, that doesn't happen, thankfully. But uh, homegirl, she gets her dress ripped off. So you just see her teddy bear panties as she falls down the stairs. You just see her ass the whole time she hits every step on the way down. Yeah, I gotta say this show sucks ass. Or just from the first episode, don't watch it. 
Do not watch it. Yeah. Poopy. I, I wouldn't even care if like the rest of it was like goddamn Citizen Kane. That first episode was really poo poo. So yeah, do not watch the show. It, it's it's definitely hard to recommend because it, it's just confusing, and then fan service is you know kind of off putting and out of place. So like it's just, this one just be better off sort of finding something else. If you want to have a little like uh, taste of the past intro, check out the intro. Just look up Blue Seed intro. That's all you need. See those radical 3D graphics. Yeah, baby. It's the future. That's what the PlayStation 2 is going to look like. There's going to be two PlayStations? Oh, shit. I'm, oh. Wait, was Play- Wait, when did PlayStation 1 come out? Was it out by this point? 1994, 95? I, I think it was like 93. 96. I don't know. I wasn't a... What the fuck? 87. That doesn't... Oh, 1803. 1792. Yeah, 18, the 1803. Hut, hut, hike. It's just, <laughs> it's just a wooden box filled with fireflies. God, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't alive. I wasn't born yet. I don't fucking know. I, I, wasn't, out. I wasn't in this universe yet. You fucking babies. Oh, Stardust. Don't fucking sh- trash talk me. <clears throat> Granted, when this show came out, I was literally a baby. Yeah. The only show I wasn't alive for was... Uh, uh, giant, giant Gorg. Gorg. Fucking boomer. 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 Fuck you. Boomer. Fuck you. I don't want to hear you. Fuck you. Boomer. I was only alive for one of these. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Coward. Well, I, I was toiling in everyday life. You, you, were, you babies were pissing around in the void like a bunch of yeah, layabouts. Yeah, I was. Boomer. You were so jealous. Yeah, you were like, "Oh, I'm eight years old," oh, or "I'm so I'm nine years old. I can't piss myself anymore." Yeah, and then us, we were like, we were just floating around in space, you know, parts of us like doing who knows what cosmic shit. I was doing the floss dance before it was real. Okay, I was hitting the whips and nanes before it was even possible to whip and or nanes. I was dabbing with the stars. You remember the Watchers? Who watches the Watchers? I watch the Watchers. And they were pretty sick. But the bright side is, y'all have to keep up with this joint after I leave. So um, I'm already one foot in the grave. Jokes on you, bitches. Fuck you. But our third anime is called Die Guard. Die Guard! And this uh, series started in October 1999 and ran to March of 2000. 26 episodes. It's streaming on RetroQuest, Tubi, and Prime for free. And Die Guard, uh, it's about a monster attack that happens during a corporate exhibition, prompting three company employees to defy bureaucracy, commandeer the company's giant mech, and attempt to save the city. Now, this is a series that I chose, and I was looking through RetroCrush, which is a new free and uh, legal streaming service for a lot of these anime and just anime in general, and I, and they had a, it had a lot of mecha series on there. And this one's this was obviously the newest that we'll be talking about and one of the, one of the newer ones on this show, and I really like the look and I like the concept because reading up on it, it is it is a giant robot anime, but they they kind of play with the fantasy and the reality of it because obviously the fantasy is a giant robot fighting monsters and shenanigans happen. But the way they sort of do it, they, they sort of talk about the sort of bureaucratic side. Like the, one of the big things to the show is that the people, even though they know there's a giant monster attacking and the only thing that can stop it is this giant robot, they kept like, oh, we, there's all these red tape we have to go through before we can start helping people. And then it's interesting to see how they sort of play 
like realistic trappings on the on a fantasy world. And then from what I've read, it sort of does a the giant robot genre in a different way, in an interesting way, which it, which I definitely felt watching this. So what did y'all think of this? I hate to say it because it's a giant robot anime. Uh, I love the giant robot design. It reminds me of uh, the giant robot in uh, uh, Gurren Lagann. But I found it very forgettable. Like, I don't really remember shit. But I think it visually looks really pretty. It reminds me of, uh, like, Pokemon from around the exact same time. It could be made by the same animators. But uh, I thought it was very nice visually. Uh, I-, I liked it for the most part. I, I would be interested in seeing future episodes i do like the the concept of it taking multiple people to use this giant robot the thing that weirded me out about this show is everyone's face in this show is fucking weird i i I will agree to that because it's just because it's sort of straddling this line between like fantasy and reality the stylized anime style i guess in terms of drawing people's faces is sort of clashing with a more realistic take on faces, and it's really kind of jarring. Yeah, it's really uncanny. Just like there's just one guy who's like a supervisor over these people working on computers, and he looks like the goddamn crypt keeper. And he had like no nose and just like these like craggy face and like big flared nostrils. Like that's just straight up like a but <laughs> a like revenant. Yeah, but like every character, it seems like their face is too big for their head, and and like eyes would be lopsided and i know that's kind of nitpicky but it really took me out yeah it's like uh it's definitely one of the movies or it was one of those dvds that you'd see at dollar general and you think i want to watch this but s cry ed's over here oh fuck i haven't thought about that show in how long jesus that was a brain blast to the past yeah i get fucking blasted i just blasted your asses with s cry ed baby what an ass blaster. Yeah, I'll blast your ass some more, boy. I'm sorry. S. Cryad's cool. <laughs> this, I wasn't feeling it. That's just me. That's just me, though. What about you, Wenzel? What do you think about Die Guard? I liked it. That's it? Yeah, hey, that's it. Round of applause for Wenzel. <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, I liked it a good bit, I guess. Uh, it's kind of in the same vein with, uh, for me with, uh, Giant Gorg. Like, the robot looks cool and stuff. Um, and I'm, like, semi-interested in, in it, but not really. Um, I was just curious, though, about, like, some of the monsters. Because the monster, because the monster, um, the monster designs look kind of cool. I wanted to see more, um, you know, about those. Yeah, the yeah, monster like- reminded me of the, uh, that one angel, a mass-produced angel. And Evangelion. Mass-produced? Mass-produced uh, Ava's? Yeah, there's no mass-produced angels. Ah, uh, fuck. Not... Ah, uh, fuck. It has, like, a big-ass mouth, and it doesn't have any eyes. Oh, you it's mean... Yeah, the mass-produced Ava. Oh, that is an Ava. Okay, never mind. Duh. Yes. God, don't you know your Ava lore? Fuck you. It's been some time. I haven't yeah, no, watched it. Yeah, I know. A lot of the... um, A lot of their designs, you know, they're supposed to be... um. I'm trying to think uh, the word. Uh, they're supposed to be yeah, like abstract, I guess, and like that is a huge, obvious homage to Evangelion. Yeah, because like it, it, it did like that. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw the monster. Because it, it kind of looks like a four-pointed starfish, and it has like this big red orb in it. I guess like I guess that's like its core, 
and that's sort of, I guess, the weak point as well because the Digar was punching that the whole time to drive it off. But it, it was very evocative of the angels from uh, Evangelion. Yeah, um, be- because they all had red cores, you know. And you yeah. got to smash it to kill them. Yep. I, I um, like I said, I, d- I did like this. It's still, even though I chose it, uh, not it's, it's probably midway on my list of the, the list of ones we saw. Um, like I said, I, I think it did some neat things. I feel like I personally haven't really saw explored in, in uh, Giant Robot series. So whether or not I continue this, that's to be decided. But I did feel like this probably had some of the the better pacing uh, to some of the shows we watched. Because I will say, at least for me, some of the other shows felt a little bit slower in their telling. Yeah. And that's not necessarily to the detriment, but they kind of told a complete story within that episode and it wasn't really dependent on a cliffhanger or tune in next time. Yeah. But um, moving on to our next series, we have The Devil Lady, which this is an adaptation from 1998 to 1999 of Go Nagai's Devil Man Lady, which is a reboot and sequel to his original Devil Man series. And this ran for 26 episodes and it's streaming on Retro Crush and Amazon Prime. And it's about a young woman named June Fudo who lives a detached life as a model until she begins having disturbing visions in her daily life and she's approached by a mysterious and dangerous woman. It's Colt, uh, you picked this one out. What led you to choose this one? Uh, I picked this one because I love, love Devilman Crybaby so much. It's my favorite anime of all time. So I said, you know what? Let's just pick uh, Devil Lady. I was looking for a... Uh, the old version of Devil Man, but it's not really on anything, so I went ahead and just picked Devil Lady. And uh, I was not really disappointed. I thought it, it was a little slow, but damn, it hit every horror note right on the head. It was 100% like 90s horror from the soundtrack to the visuals to pretty much everything. It Like, uh, if they made a live-action version of this, like... I feel like they could do that very easily at the time frame now, not not so much. But in the current time, in that the ninety eight to ninety nine time frame, they could totally have done so. Uh, I I love the design of the Devil Lady when we finally do see her. She is very spooky. Yeah, and I sort of like how they. It felt very similar to the beats of the original Devil Man story, but it was flipped in a way, you know, because of you know you're working with someone who's of the opposite sex it's you know it's obviously going to be different but there's also very similar beats that it hits and i would be interested to see how close it sticks to like both the mongo which i've read which i saw where it's it's kind of its own thing the anime is its own thing yeah because i remember reading up on it that it's a it's a pretty big divergence from the original manga so it's more it's more or less it's more aptly described as an adaptation, more so just like a straight translation because it's it diverges quite a bit. Yeah, and I think like I wonder if they would because of that they stuck more to the Devil Man template than whatever Gona guy wrote in the ninety seven. But uh, one of the things in the show that I found really interesting. Uh, this could just be something that was in the original Devil Man is the fact that it's, I think they made made it sound to where 
there's possible to be more than like one devil man or one devil person. Because like they said, she's a devil lady and they're acting like she's not the only person of her kind. Yeah, yeah, no, but she... there were multiple there were multiple devil people in Devil Man Crybaby though. Yeah. There was? Yeah, because because people um they weren't like well, I guess what Colt's saying is like specifically a, a I, devil I'm man. I'm specifically talking like devil man, like with the ear wings. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that. Because oh, oh, okay, because okay. in Devil Man Crybaby, all of the demons in there were identifying as devil men, and then the other demons were like aligning themselves with um with uh, Satan or Lucifer or whatever. They wouldn't call themselves devil men. They were they just called themselves demons or whatever. Yeah, like they went by specific names. I was thinking like. It made they made it sound like there was more than like one devil man and possibly more than one devil woman. Yeah, because uh, she she did call. She said you're a devil man, and like, you know, like you like that's a title, but also the way she used it kind of hints that like okay, there's more devil men, like people or yeah, people who could transform or have the similar um, look and transformation as devil man himself. Yeah, like the, yeah, the, I mean, like that specific devil. Well, Cole, you're talking earlier about the, the sort of the horror elements of Devil Man. That, excuse me, the Devil Lady. And I did want to piggyback on top of that. Is that that was one of the stronger aspects of how you, you, there was a, a sense of terror when uh, June was sort of locked in the in the warehouse and the, the werewolf demon Devil Man came out. And he was just like slowly stalking her. The beast. And he was like. Ripping her to shreds because this is a Go the Guy adaptation of one of his works. Because Go the Guy is known for very sexually explicit, very explicit violence in his work, and that uh, maybe not to the zenith of Go the Guy's work, but it was definitely present. And so the the world just slashes her open, and blood squirts and sprays everywhere, and just like this very traumatized woman. But oh yeah, and that trauma she awakens her devil man ability and she transforms into the very familiar demon and she rams her whole arm down the the wolf's throat and kills him and she and covered in like pink or purple goo and uh, the woman that sort of led her into this scenario is sort of trapped her in his warehouse uh, warehouse Lon Oscar she's a part of this shadowy organization that seems to intent on combating the devil men but also using the devil men to their advantage uh but also as she's trying to coax june to come more and more in tune with her demonic side the uh the werewolf reawakens i thought i wasn't expecting that though yeah and then it grows to like kaiju size and then devil lady grows to kaiju as well and then, and then it's to be continued. That was uh, one of the few F shows that uh, made me say I'm really interested in watching more. I didn't watch any more, but that it really wanted me to con- uh, press continue watching. I thought like uh, the way she looked. I know you probably brought that up earlier. She looks pretty fucking cool. Because uh, she looks a bit different in I yeah, guess her human size form and cool. her like kaiju mode. I guess we can say. Because with her human form, she's like, she still has human skin tone, and her hair is just, and her, like, her wings and the horns are the same color as her hair. But when she turns into her giant mode, it's more indicative of the original Devil Man. It was like this teal blue skin and like dark black appendages and wings and fangs and claws. So I guess that's 
her really tapping into the devil part of her. And I'm and I did and I did think the werewolf sort of resurrected yeah. form is cool. Like it's just it's a more like pronounced werewolf feature, it has like all these extra like claws and form, but also he has like a dead body like growing out of his body too. I guess because he consumed all those humans, so you know, it let him build up mass or whatever. Or and maybe that the the corpse in the middle is like that was the original host, and the werewolf has completely subsumed the human that was its host. Ooh, yeah. Uh, something also too with the uh, subtitles is that um his name was Wolver, and that's the name of um. Those like mythological werewolves in um, I don't know with uh I don't want to say Norse mythology, but like I remember um in God of War the the newer the newest one, uh there you fight some enemies that are called wolvers, so that's just a neat little thing, I thought the process of being a wolf. So I, did, I think this was a um I saw it I saw it first episode if a, if a bit slow, but I think it has a enough substance there to, to warrant a second episode viewing but um moving along to the series jonathan pitt yeah we have iria zyram um, this show ran originally from june of 1994 to november of 1994 this is a six episode ova and it serves as a prequel <clears throat> excuse me to a live action uh sci-fi action movie uh, called zyram came out in 1991 in japan and this story is about a young bounty hunter named Iria and her sort of getting involved in this increasingly dangerous mission to collect a bounty, which seems to be a nigh-immortal, indestructible monster known as the Zyrum. Now, Jonathan, what drew you to this series? Uh, just sort of the character design um, on, like, the previews. It, was, it kind of was, like, looked like this cool, like, cyberpunk, the... The main character, Iria, she had a pretty cool design. Uh, as far as what I thought about it, I mean, it, it was alright. Uh, I really love the design of everything, like the characters, the world, uh, the setting. Uh, we watched the dub for it, and the dub was like fucking atrocious. So, like, it was so fucking for bad. like. I imagine it probably works better in the sub, but yeah, like. That that part about like the actual like story was kind of like uh, could take her or leave it. I loved it. Yeah, what do you enjoy about it, Winslow? I like on what Jonathan said. I love the designs of the world. I love the character designs. It's some. It's kind of cyberpunk, but it's also kind of like um, pseudo. Like uh, like everything kind of like feels more like uh, skeletal, biological. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it just it has a like interesting like uh feel for it um it like the architecture is kind of combined with like these old type of village settings but also like highly advanced um man it's it just really cool and then like when we get to actually see Zerum the monster I was like I was like holy shit this guy looks awesome like and like you see him, you see him like in the co- I think the cover art and like the um you see him definitely in the intro and I'm like man this this looks like one big monster but I didn't realize that like the tiny head is actually just his helmet like that's just I don't know I just thought that like just that animation of him and his movements ah, man just so cool like the weapons and like little gadgets and stuff it was just all very like it was all very um it, it was like a a very lived in world. I don't know. It was really, it was really cool to me. And I, I wanted to watch uh, more of it. Uh, I really like the designs. 
A whole lot. Like, uh, the spaceships, they don't have the traditional, like, hatches. They just have, like, a projective, like, force field. Whenever they get in, they activate it, and, like, light sources just close off the hatch. It's, like, geometric, that yeah. Like, really, like really basically, cool. any open space on the ship that will be exposed to the vacuum of space, just that this sort of uh, faceted light screen comes across and sort of blocks that area off. And that, that that was interesting. And Wenzel, to your point, how, it's, it's, the design is to me definitely the strongest part because it's just a it's a very weird blend of like it feels like I don't know if it's like a feudal like Chinese sort of architecture and design. It's like very like feudal, like very feudal, very like pastoral, but also still extremely futuristic with sort of the tech and sort of the overall like buildings. It's it's like it's like a hybrid of two wildly different eras in the history, or like eras, and it, and all of it just feels like it feels a little like weird and creepy in a way. Like one of the bounty hunters' like vehicles, it's like this um, it's like this umbrella with all these like legs and appendages coming off of it. It's just it just feels like almost too weird to like even like really operate. But it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, and two, when uh, when he's like, when he uses uh, the way they travel to different uh, parts of space is kind of cool too. They have to go to a station, and then it just you know instantly teleports them to another station. And um, what was cool too about the guy with the with the helicopter thing, um, his, like his uh, his vehicle also has that light screen. So like, even though like he's a he's like a one like very open manned vehicle he can still travel through space which i think is just cool um oh the robots too there was like there's a there's a part in there where there's a corporation that has like these red robots that like run really fast um and uh those looked really awesome as well in my opinion like it it, it just we keep going back to it because it's it's so weird because it feels like this it's this weird like schizophrenic like borderline biomechanical look to a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if, I feel like if if you if you touch some of the machinery in the world, like it would feel like it had like a skin or like it had like it'll breathe. Like, yeah, like it, like it feels like it's partly alive and like how everything's like there's a lot of like insect like features to a lot of things. It, it just feels very like visceral, which is it's, it's sort of weird. And that very much goes into the uh, I guess the antagonist. Uh, Zyrum, which is he, he, he kind of looks has like this appearance of like a wandering monk from like from ancient yeah. Japan. He has like the, the wide brown like mushroom cap hat, like this like the big cloak over his body. But he, he, but he's like, he's like this very like muscle and sinew character, and and he's very much like in this implacable man. Like he can't be stopped, and it's just it's very disturbing. And plus, there's this little tiny like porcelain face in his hat that's like this gross monster just shoots out this tendril with its face attached to it. It's, it's really creepy to look at. It's like the little mouth in the, on the xenomorphs that shoots out of their mouth. Yes, exactly. And like, it, like we said, it's just this nigh invincible monster because her brother sort of takes up the charge to fight it. And he, it gets an upper hand and they're able to like incapacitate it with this sort of, with the same sort of fractal field to contain it. But somehow it escapes. Cause you see the hat just, Fly off and start attacking the um, the older bounty hunter who's just inexplicably named Bob. Yeah, like everybody has 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 like a weird sci fi name. It's like Iria, Zyram, and Bob. 
It was just uh, okay, whatever. And then like the hat is like disemboweling him. It, it made me think of that one guy from Mortal Kombat who throws his hat and kills people. Uh, Kung Lao. Yeah, but also makes me makes me wonder if the hat is the real body and like it's just sort of attached onto something because we don't really see the main body again. It's just the the rest of the drama comes from the hat like like embedding itself in the technology with its like with its like its like veins and muscles and like controlling it that way and it's just like it it feels like this weird like I don't know this multi layered organism is. Like, because you get the impression that this company is trying to retrieve it because they're using it as some sort of weapons factor, but it's also like this completely out of the ordinary monster that they're fighting. Yeah, and but also I did think it was interesting that it's it's a six episode OVA, but it kind of feels oh open and shut just from that first episode. Yeah, like because at the end of it, you know, the they escape the space station except for the brother who ends up sacrificing himself to blow up the space station, and then that's and then they make it back, and that's kind of it. So I, I wonder where the show goes from here, because there, there's a lot of like little name drops here and there, uh, little political factions and corporate factions that will probably play into the later episodes. Is sort of that more political intrigue aspects uh, are surrounding the fallout of what happened with that space station. And uh, I will say, I think it does its job as a, as a, as a prequel because it has me interested, even warranted to check out the live action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because as visceral and sort of intense as the designs were in, in an animated form, I only imagine it be that much more so with like live action sort of puppetry and special effects. Like I imagine it's pretty grotesque in, in the actual physical movie. And um, I think with that settled, we'll go on to our final uh, series of the day, and that Samurai Pizza Cats, and which is the American dub of Kato Ninden uh, Tiandi, which is a um, a series an anime from the late '80s, early '90s in Japan which is about the misadventures of three robotic cat servers who work at a pizza restaurant as they defend their town on a daily basis from a bumbling, evil, and despot. And what makes this series so unique is that there, there's sort of this a lot of value about how it got to the States because there's a long-standing urban legend that the original production company didn't care enough about the, the show when they sent it to the States to be dubbed. They didn't give the script. But the the reality is, um, because this the show was sort of such a, a, a an over and done sort of sh- series in Japan, they sort of gave it to America to just to kind of give gave them carte blanche essentially. Uh, they didn't give them the script; they just kind of wanted them to do what they wanted with it, and which is um, sort of the start of sort of the gag dub concept, where the production company in America they just do what they want. They write everything from the ground up and all they really have is just the context from the show. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the strongest points for a lot of people because this came out in America 1990 to 1991 and it was very much in the era of Ninja Turtles and they, they kind of, they, they poked fun at that in the, in, in the intro and throughout the show. And this is, this is such a, a big thing for a lot of people anime fans in America because a lot of people grew up with this show, me included, because watching this show today for the for the show, this is literally the first time I've seen it 
in 25 years. I was five years old when I watched the syndicated reruns of this show. So it was a big blast from the past for me. And I wanted to see what y'all think because this is definitely before any of y'all were watching TV. So I'm definitely interested in what you thought of this very, I guess, cut and paste and recognize a dub of this show. What did y'all think? Personally, I didn't like it. I thought it was just a bunch of nonsense put together. Uh, visually, it's fun. It's fun. The opening is very, very fun and very simple. I can't remember the exact tune, but they just say Samurai Pizza Cat over and over again. And I thought that was pretty fucking badass. But overall, it just felt like a bunch of like references that I understood most of the references, but it's just a bunch of nonsense. I, I, that's just me. I don't let don't let me hold you down. If you enjoy it, I'm yeah, sorry. you should be sorry for having an opinion. God, I'm in the same boat though. I thought it was a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I mean, I, I I sort of love the absurdity of it and uh, the sort of uh, tongue in cheek jabs at like animation in general and sort of tropes and stuff I thought was kind of fun I, I, I mean would I continue watching the show probably not but it's interesting to sort of see this little sliver of history basically hey, sort of the- hey look at look at look at me watch this watch this I'm Jonathan oh I like the uh the commentary on the political socio climate it had during the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i like how the pizza cats really talk about uh what, what year is it um george w bush senior that's pretty fucking wild how do you feel jonathan you offended yes i am very offended <laughs> because that's not what i said at all but whatever. yeah that was that's yeah completely fuck different. you I know, we're, we're blowing up your well, asshole, I'm just saying, bro. my asshole's on fire, so thank you very much, bro. Just ask. All right, guys, can Anytime, you please blow bro, up my ass again? Ask. I really loved it. Yeah, I'm making it weird now, okay, bro. Okay, now it's weird. I don't want to. I'm going home. But I, 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 was like, I was very interested to show this to y'all because I feel like it would really... Y- y'all would get a kick out of it because how absurd it was because... I kind of feel like it feels funny to say that was your criticism of it. it's just random nonsense. But that's like that shells bread and butter in real life. It's just random bullshit. I mean, yeah, that is true. But this was just kid friendly nonsense. Our nonsense. Our nonsense. Is PG Our nonsense. Nonsense, baby. We're Ooh. that South Park <laughs> wait. humor. That demented, <laughs> wait, sick, wait, wait. fucked up <laughs> South Park yeah, humor, I, I, bro. I keep forgetting that uh, y'all are still of the age that, that still think South Park is a good show. It's got uh, the... It, hey, it, it's got some funny moments. And you know what? Nothing beats funny moments. And the... Funny Sarah Pizza that people ever thought that. South Park was funny. Hey... You're it's laughing, funny that uh, that you like Samurai Pizza Cats, Pat. I went there. I went there. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's funny yeah, that you, you funny enjoy that, uh, things. Fuck Samurai you. Pizza Cat wasn't responsible for an entirely toxic masculine uh, voice that arrived on the internet. Now you're okay. just making uh, now, the, everyone feel you're bad. Now, now you're Great getting job. personal. Hey, if you get in trouble for telling the truth, you've done your job. I mean, I I don't see what Pat said was wrong. So so I'm saying cancel also, uh, our nonsense. Our nonsense may be chaotic, but it has a formula. That's the exact opposite of chaos, Wenzel. Yeah, but 
okay, but seriously though, Pizza Cat nonsense was uh, let's say, oh, you're so beautiful. You don't have to tip me, or like, uh, you don't have to tip me. Uh, you tip me <laughs> okay. in your love, girl. Okay, that's good. Or some shit like that. I just no, no, that's not. Really... No, it's nonsense. Was that, it? That, I'm agreeing with you, piece of shit. Okay, I just didn't care for it. It just felt like baby humor. Throw oh, in some no. cuss oh, words. Oh no, Pat doesn't like cuss things. words. They, they said pussy in that show, and they said orgy too. Yeah, they did. So, so I guess it's back on the menu, boys. I, I mean, like, yeah, it was fun. Jonathan, anything? But yeah, Any... outside of that, I don't have pizza cat. Pizza cat. Samurai pizza cats. Today, uh, of the series that we watched today, which one would you, which one did you like the best, and which one you would consider to continue? Starting with Jonathan. Oh, uh, shit. Way to put me on the spot, because I did not think about this. Uh, well, it was either I say this, or everybody just w- waiting for someone else to speak. Uh, I'll go. Well, you go, Wenzel. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I liked uh, Aria Zerum. Well, uh, uh, I will only continue. I'm not Aria like Zerum. Wenzel. I uh, that's kind of it. I didn't. I didn't really like any of them. I was just kind of bored. And that's a giant gorg. And uh, devil, devil lady, I'm gonna continue devil lady because I w- I just want to go back and watch all the devil men now, even the old stuff, because I realize I don't really know shit about it. All I know is the devil man crybaby stuff, so I want to check that out. Giant Gorg, really cool, but everything else just glazed eyes, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, Area wow. Zerum's just pretty. Wow. That's all the it is. The two most boring and, uh, are the ones that called? didn't give you blazing names. <laughs> what? I don't want to do that. The Bible. Go they read the have, Bible if you want to know about cool, Devil Man. Uh, yeah. No, read Revelation. It gets pretty crazy. Uh, they don't got titties. No, they got titties in Revelation. Colin. They got, they, they got a they lot have of a titties lot. in that book. Um, ah, but it... Was, ah, I don't want to read the Bible. Look at me. I'm gonna move at a. I'm gonna move at a snail's pace. Oh, look at me. I'm moving at a snail's pace. That's Devil Lady and Giant Gorg. Why is everybody getting hostile? I don't know. I have nothing against them. I don't hate them. I, you know, I was bored. That's it. You know, you can like whatever you want. I'm glad you like them. Thank you for telling us. Why the fuck do you like Area Zero? It's bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just fucking with you. It you don't want, have you to want, No, no, you want to hurt me? You want me to hurt you? You want me to hurt you? Yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry, I don't know. The, the one I, I probably would continue was probably Devil Lady. Just because, you know, connection to Devil Man. Pretty cool. Yeah. He wants it for the titties. Shh. Yeah. Shh. They don't need to know that. <laughs> I like how Jonathan is actually whispering. And I cannot Jonathan. hear him. <laughs> yeah. Or you. But one thing about Devil Lady is the designs were really cool. I really enjoyed that final wolf form and the final Devil Lady form. So I want to see more of that. I want to see uh, how the designs get crazier than that. Because just seeing that tiny little skeleton person off the werewolf man, just. I want to see more, please. Yeah, it reminds me of a werewolf that had a baby Bjorn on. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm. Uh, Twilight. I think that was a thing in Twilight. I changed my answer. I actually would continue watching Blue Seed because I have terrible taste. What's your problem? Do you want to hurt yourself? Maybe. Maybe I'm in. Do you want us to hurt you? Maybe I'm fucking into that. Why did Wenzel send sexy Sonic? I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Oh, God damn it. Femboy Sonic. Fuck. Wink. What about you, Pat? Uh, of the ones that you talked about, I think uh, I really like Giant Gorg. I thought it was fun. I thought it was um, I had an engaging story. I, I liked sort of the animation of the era. So I, that's definitely one I want to continue, and I definitely want to go back and rewatch Streets of Cats just to uh, make a trip down memory lane. Just to think of the, some of the one of the first anime series I ever watched when I was five years old. So I think that's a good bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, it was fun just to just to check out series we'd never seen before and see what was out there. So uh, we thank you all for listening. Um, if you have any old anime that you would like to suggest to us, feel free to pass those suggestions along. We'd, we'll watch just about anything on here. So thank you all for listening today. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, any RSSB catcher there. Please be sure to like, rate, view, subscribe, and all those platforms. It really helps us out, spreads the show around, puts in front of more people, and really just, it really keeps the show going. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on Letterboxd and Facebook at All You Can Hear. Follow us on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear. And all our VODs from Twitch go up the next day on YouTube, and that's also at All You Can Hear. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name, and follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name's Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J O N I I B O Y 24, and uh, Letterbox at John Odinson 12. I'm Colt. Follow me on Twitter at Colt D 0 Do a backflip real quick. Boop. Oh, Ooh. oh! You fell. I'm so sorry. Uh, somebody help him out real quick. I'm so sorry. We'll just forget about this. Uh, somebody, ugh, somebody help them. Uh, I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Wednesday Wilking. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. Thank you for all of your opinions. If you have them. <laughs> yeah, you don't screw the you. The best thing you can do in life is not have an opinion, or at the very least, keep it to yourself because it'll only lead to suffering yeah but if you want to listen to our opinions we'll be here at same gorg time at same gorg channel get the gorg out of here we're not scared are you gorging me right now get that get the gorg out of my face samurai pizza cat uh devil lady i i can't tell if there's gunshots or fireworks outside that's oh no take care of yourselves everyone we'll see you next week goodbye Bye. Bye.